Found us on a Thursday evening and welcome to Caching in the Northwest. This is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. So while you're entranced by that glowing orb in the sky, we'll be caching in the Northwest. That's right. And that means it's time to bring in our rascally rhesus. Some say... He's been known to harvest milk from hibernating bears. And others say they find him daydreaming about potatoes. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. I, I'm going to guess there's some sort of backstory to the potato thing, but... Uh, there you know. is, but we don't talk about it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. There's only so uh, much you can do with potatoes. Well, this is also true. Well... It is fantastic to be here with you guys, and tonight we've got two guests who I believe for both of you, it's the first time on the show. Very exciting, very exciting. Uh, tonight we're going to talk with two of our reviewer friends from Ontario, Canada, to get the inside scoop on some revolutionary new methods that you're piloting out there, but more more on that a little bit later. First of all, uh, a welcome to both of you gentlemen. Hello. Hi there. Awesome. It's it's I'm really looking forward to tonight's episode. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time, we're gonna have some fun, we're gonna learn all kinds of new things. Uh it's my favorite kind of podcast. Um we, we may even not get ourselves banned from the internet. We'll we'll see what happens. Ooh, now there's a challenge. <laughs> Let's not be banned. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, before we before we get banned from the internet, a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. Thanks also to Land Sharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Remember, the Land Sharks special shipping offer is still on for you Canadian and U.S. listeners. Free shipping on orders of $50 Canadian or greater to a max of $25 shipping costs. Promo ship 50. All right. Now, if you want to more, if you want to more know about supporting this show, <laughs> I'm done. Good night. Uh, if you want to know more about supporting this show, click the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website. I like more knowing. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah. As does Yoda. Yeah. More you must know. Yes. Mm. So, also what we like to more know about is, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm almost pulling that off without thinking about it, is geocaching log of the week. Have you heard of this? This is a wonderful thing that we do. We Chris, call it a glow. Chris, I was going to say the trick is to not think about it. That's not not think at all. That's how you do it. Oops. Sorry, we... I wasn't thinking. Oh, good. <laughs> Brain completely shut off there. I, I thought we lost you to the Googles there. All right. No. But if you stay very still, people wonder. Mm. What other 
things that people wonder about is whether you wrote it or whether you read it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. You can always call into 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool on the website and show us how you glow. Now, we have a glow tonight, an audio glow that one of our fine listeners have sent in and they recorded it on their smartphone and emailed it to feedback at cachingnw.com. So nice. you can do that too. Let's just jump in and see what these, this fine cashier has to say. This is star cashier on Friday, March 15th. I planned a geocaching trip near Hillsdale, Michigan with my nephew, Bill, AKA tiger five to get my 6,000 fine milestone at a letterback hybrid called Silas Doty Cave, that's G-C-T-Z-V-W. That's a 4.5 difficulty five terrain geocache with 134 favor points. Unfortunately, the ground was still soft and muddy from the winter thaw. It rained heavily all the previous day and it was still drizzling and with occasional snow while we were making the attempt. After baby-stepping down the path into the steep and deep ravine and constantly slipping and almost falling a couple of times, we made it down to the floodplain. To get to the Letterbox Hybrid, I would have to cross the now raging creek and then climb partway up the other side of the ravine, which was steeper than the first side, and it had no paths, and then begin to search for the cash container on that slope. I decided that the conditions were too hazardous to attempt a letterbox for the milestone. That geocache will have to wait for a time during a summer dry streak. So I changed my milestone cache to what was going to be my 6,001st find. That is an earth cache called Silas Doty's Cave, GC2D73E, which is a two-difficulty, 3.5 terrain with 90 favorite points. This is at the Namesake Cave, which is a small cave where the path we use coming down ends as it meets the floodplain. The cave entrance had lots of water and mud, so I could not crawl into it to explore it. I will have to do that when I return for the other cache. This is still a great 6,000 milestone cache, just not the one I was planning. I have included some pictures of me and my nephew at the Earth Cache. I had to Photoshop the paper sign I brought for the milestone to correct the info. I also included pictures of the creek and steep wall on the other side where the letterbox is hidden somewhere. Yes, he did send those pictures and they looked good. I mean, that there was some quite rough terrain that he uh, was about to venture on. The, the cave, I don't, I mean... Maybe it's a perspective issue in the pictures, but it looked quite, the entrance looked quite small and quite wet. Maybe there's more water in there than uh, than it looks like, but uh, that would have been a tight fit to get in there. That's pretty cool. Well, first of all, congratulations, Stark Cashner, and thank yeah. you for sharing that. Chris, why don't you, if you sent pictures, why don't you put the pictures up on the Caching the Northwest Facebook site and post it with a congrats. I could do that. That's genius. I'll use Instagram. Uh, that's that's why they pay me the big bucks around here. Wait, what? Yeah. By the way, there's a memo for you about oh, my okay. pay raise. Oh, I'm a little worried now. 
Probably should be. Nice. All right. Okay. All right. Hey, we appreciate the gloves being sent in, and they're always fun to read and fun to hear from the cashier's own voice, own words. So those are great to come in. Tonight, though, we're going to talk to a couple of reviewers, as Land Mikey mentioned, and we invite you in the live chat to use hashtag review to ask questions, and we'll try to get to those uh, throughout the show. I'd like to start off and just welcome our two guests. Maybe you could give us a little background of uh, where you're based, how long you've been geocaching, and how long have you been community volunteers? Absolutely. Well, uh, hi there. I'm Castro. My uh, player name is Blue Quasar, and I've been reviewing since Tuesday. Uh, um, no, I've been reviewing for 12 years, and I've actually been playing geocaching uh, since about 2001 uh, in St. which is just outside of Niagara Falls. And I'm Cash Shadow, aka RCA777. I live just north of Toronto in Newmarket. I've been caching for 12 years, reviewing for approximately eight years. Uh, Cash Trail and I, we both review in Ontario along with our colleague Cash Minder. Nice. Well, thank you for what you do for the community. We really appreciate it. Now, you don't necessarily uh, do reviewing for the Northwest, but you're still a big part of the game, and we appreciate all that you do. I don't think we tell reviewers enough. Thank you. You so, don't. You know no. what? Thank you. Okay. Uh, and and thank you again. So there's some extra thank yous in case you're not hearing them. We might we throw some in later. Sounds good. Okay. We'll, we'll get yeah. you fully th- thanked up and then let you go back into the world and let people complain at you. Uh, we will thank the thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so as a reviewer, what are some of the biggest challenges you faced? Well, let's say when a new cash submission comes into the queue. Wow, that, that's, that's actually a great question. Um, it, it really varies, and there's, there's no real reason for that. It's just that there's like, you know, different stuff happens all the time. Uh, that's actually what makes it really fun, the, the variety of how each review is kind of like a new experience. Yeah. And yeah. there are more caches today that are listed by players um, who've just experienced geocaching through the mobile app. They may not be aware of all the resources available to them on the website, may not have the experience, um, but what we find now is that few people notice what the guidelines are. So it may be well-meaning, they may place some great containers, but they might not know that there's an issue with proximity because on their little screen, they've just not noticed that little graph or they've just mashed whatever button they can get to to get to the next screen. Um, on reviewers, we want to publish as many caches as we can, and it's not preferable when your first introduction to the game is us saying no. <laughs> and so that can be challenging sometimes. Fair enough, absolutely. Now, here's the big thing. The reason that we really wanted to get you guys on this show tonight, we've heard a rumor that there's a new pilot project going on in your area for reviewers to help with these and, and other related challenges. So before we get into the details of how that all works, maybe you can share with us a little bit about it and some of the early results and if it's actually helping the game. Uh, well, you know, it certainly is a pilot project. Um, Reviewer drones is uh, something that HQ is, uh, has been leasing a small fleet of drones for use across the province of Ontario. Uh, we've only been using the project for uh, through the winter months so far. It's really helped with confirming accuracy of you know, new placements, uh, particularly in the non-urban locations where Google Map coverage is you know sketchy at best. 
it's, it's also reduced the number of inappropriate placements, uh, permission concerns. Uh, the Ontario team is now able to confirm that the information submitted on the cash page actually matches the, the cash tied in the real world. Now, back in 2007, when I chose my reviewer named Cash Drone, I, I never thought I'd have to change it. Um, I say that because HQ has decided that they're going to go with a new technology, calling it Castron. So um, I, I need a new name before the system goes full deployment. Well, yeah, and the Castrons are—they are helping, but there are, there are challenges. It is a pilot. Um, there are places the Castrons aren't able to visit. So, well, in this June, there'll be a new federal legislation in Canada that requires drone pilots to attend a training course and get an actual license. So there was going to be a delay in caches being published while our team meets those government requirements. Um, as long as the caches are far enough away from the airports and power lines, as long as they, you know, they aren't issues with tree cover, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, we'll be able to disable the cache page and send a photo back to the cache owner with the given coordinates so they can confirm whether that location is the one they intended to use. Of course, if we can see the cache from the cache drone camera, then we can just hit the green button and the cache goes live. Wow. That, I mean, that sounds like a really interesting use of technology to solve the problems that you've been facing up there in Ontario. Can you explain maybe how it works a little more? Yeah, sure. Like during the pilot, uh, when an Ontario cashier creates a new page through the interface, uh, it will pass the coordinates of their, their physical elements right to a new review queue that we have for cash drones. Um, our team will then take turns based on the days of the week just to check the maps for airports and off-limit areas and queue up a, a cash drone flight to photograph the given coordinates. Uh, the photos and the coordinates from the flight are parsed back to the cash page where another member of the team will assess how to proceed that. Although we call them cash drones, they're, they're really quadcopters. Uh, that just doesn't really roll off the tongue, though. <laughs> so uh, we, we anticipate that British Columbia is actually going to be the next province where cash drones will be deployed. Uh, initially, our, our review team in Ontario will be doing the piloting and passing information back to the, the BC reviewers. And eventually, the BC reviewer team will be licensed to pilot their own cash drones and, and start flying them for Alberta to train those Alberta reviewers. But things will slowly move towards the east, uh, you know, rinse, repeat. Um, we actually got the nod to be you know, where the project kicks off because you know, there's a lot fewer trees out here in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. and the general Canadian team were thrilled to be selected by HQ for this project because it really is a pilot project. Um, yeah, clever, huh? Uh -huh. Um, yeah, we've already been able to catch issues with our old tools. They just couldn't couldn't give us uh, some of this kind of granularity. Like cash drones are really making a difference. So for example, Google Maps shows a forest area. Um, the cache page sounds a lot like a forest hide, but the actual location is now a housing development. So we can catch those now earlier on. Um, the online maps are often out of date. So the cache owners perhaps type the wrong coordinates. And it just happens to look like the location we'd expect from a description. So that really helps. So the cache drone images show us this coordinate problem. We disable the cache page before the copter gets back to base. Um, I'm not sure if it's been announced, however, many of the cache containers that HQ have been selling through their website over the last four months, they actually have an embedded RFID radio tag in them. That also helps because the official cache containers from HQ and a few other approved vendors, although I'm not sure I'm supposed to share that, we can edit that out, right? Um, they can be detected from a distance by 
the cache drones. So caches that use that type of container, they're likely to be published first because mm -hmm. it's obviously going to take less time. Um, so if you've bought a container from a vendor recently, just hold it near a, a radio on like a, a low AM station frequency and then bring your iPhone or Android phone next to it or any phone really, as long as it's got a camera. If you hear a buzzing, it's one of those new drone-detectable containers. So players who hide a cache, which is with a, one of those officially licensed HQ cache drone containers, they're going to get a one-time souvenir. Oh, this is so cool. And once again, Canada gets things that the U.S. doesn't get first. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm blaming it all on Land Monkey and his years of priming GCHQ to give Canada things before the U.S. He's just more polite. Yeah. Well, all, all Canadians are polite until you get to know them. Um, now, to be clear, we understand that this pilot project is scheduled to run from the first of the month exactly one year, right? Um, yeah. So from April 1st, April 1st, is there any reason those dates were chosen? Yeah, uh, the, the cash drones are actually a part of the Amazon fleet of delivery hoppers, while the Canadian government is considering Amazon's application to deliver products via drug hoppers. Uh, HQ geocaching has been able to leverage this availability. Uh, you know, in case some of your audience isn't aware, geocaching HQ and, and Amazon HQ are both in Seattle, so it made it very easy for the pilot project to get off the ground. <laughs> no, no, no joke intended. Very good, very uh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so the duration is based on the window of time that Amazon has actually uh, made it available. I think. Yeah, yeah. And we were fortunate enough to go to Geocaching HQ. Uh, we proposed the project initially. It took a little longer to code the software on the cache drones because the Amazon equipment well, looked at through the addresses for delivery, and we had to work with them to get it just the straight coordinates from the cache page, um, which is probably the reason why the date range is the range that it actually is. Interesting. Okay. Well, while we're talking about this, have there been any side benefits of this new reviewing technology that you guys would like to share with us? Well, you know, we've become quite, um, I, I, hate, I hate to say proficient at piloting the, the cash drones. Uh, it, it, it's a developing market for those skills, and I'm sure with real estate has a huge application for it. But uh, so if, if things keep going the way they are, uh, geocaching HQ will actually get to the point where cash drones essentially will visit each cache in like an autopilot mode. Uh, part of the plan is to actually eliminate all the need for human reviewers by the end of 2024. Um, I was a little disappointed initially at the thought of not constantly being blamed and abused and by angst and cache owners. But uh, at least I'll get the satisfaction of knowing that the game will have uh, fewer caches with bad coordinates, even if they, they would take a week to review. The, the, it's a small price to pay again. The premium membership will actually you know, only have to double in price to cover the cash drone cost. We originally thought it was going to be like three or four times. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And it, the cash drones, they provide live feedback to a, like a central mapping database, uh, which is HQ's own mapping database. So the images gathered, they're more recent than any other online maps. So that's helping with the initial review of non physical waypoints. Yeah. Um, but that's not the only pilot project that's underway right now. So we're also testing the new mobile app, and that uses OCR, which is optical character recognition. So that verifies when someone signed a logbook at a given set of coordinates. Um, they do that through geotech photos through the app. So the mapping data from the cache drones help us fill in gaps where Google Maps perhaps aren't quite accurate enough um, to, 
and that's how you'd be able for HQ to deny you actually logging a find on a cache because you know the app's not where you said you were at the time. Hmm. Now, we have a question in our chat from uh, Keats94 who wants to know, what kind of range do these drones have? You know, are they talking, you know, remote caches way out in the middle of nowhere? You know, some of those that, you know, are long hikes and such. Well, you know, some of the limitation actually has to do with the, you know, the cell phone coverage as well. Since it does uh, coordinate back through that satellite. I'm not really a technical kind of guy, actually. Roy could probably speak a bit better about that. Yeah, primarily these things, they work um, with GSM connection through cellular, and also you've got the range of the, the battery. So we do have concerns, and one of the reasons why Ontario was chosen and we did a winter pilot right. um, is because weather can affect, obviously, the range of a drone. So at the moment... Oh, and the battery. Yes, and I'm not, I'm not going to say they're, they're secretly hubbed or based, but if it's a 15-minute flight from various hubs and bases, because there are multiple cache drones, it's just not been released. Um, we probably have a seven to 12 kilometer, or let's say, you know, um, like a, a, a five to seven mile range um, from these bases in a radius to find to these caches, which doesn't sound like a lot, but there are a lot of hubs because again we're using amazon's back end and so hopefully we'll have a lot of the non-urban areas covered where you expect more cash placements yeah fantastic we had another question come in from the chat that i'll share from land sharks who are watching hey, hey land sharks, land sharks. Uh, they would like to know uh, if the officially licensed Canadian cashier containers uh, are some of the ones that you were alluding to earlier well, that's subtle. Well, of course. So if, if you've bought anything recently that's a Canadian cashier container, um, you can particularly tell if there's a, I think there's a blue dot on the bottom of it. Um, just grab one of those. I say just go to an AM radio. It doesn't need to be a particular station, just a lower frequency. I think it's like, you know, ending from 590 upwards. Grab one of those. Take your iPhone, Android phone right beside it because it's, it's got the, the, the Bluetooth in it. Um, you hear buzzing. You're good to go. So and not only are those, there, right? it's not Bluetooth, it's, it's RFID. Whichever one of those things, I don't know. <laughs> it ends up being that those containers you'll probably be able to tell very quickly. Mm -hmm. And again, they'll be the first at the top of the queue for review. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds cool. like we had some some great interaction with the chat. I can't actually see the chat as I'm remotely here, but I, I do want to let the people in the chat know and maybe. Well, let's, let's just come clean and let everybody know. If you're wondering, yeah, this episode, it's our early April episode, as, as Chris alluded to, April 1st, April 1st for this. Yeah. So before you go sending emails off to Geocaching HQ about it, we're having a little fun with our friends from Ontario. But, you know, guys, clearly you've got a great sense of humor. We really appreciate you playing along with us. So now we're curious. Yes. Oh, yeah? Is having a good sense of humor a mandatory skill for a reviewer? <laughs> well, um, I always find that Crown Royal and Coke is a great substitute for having more sense of humor. Yeah, and, and do you really, really think I wear a Leaf jersey any other time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I love so, the, the deadpan 
uh, delivery on this. This was done very well. Thank you, guys. Expensive humor really helps. And I think that one, one of the sides that people don't see with reviewing is that 95 plus percent of the time you spend is awesome and just really great. And you get to hear you know, great feedback. It's a smaller portion where you might you know, use the phrase, oh, I, had a, I, I, had a, I had a face palm moment, or to Colin's point, I need a wobbly beverage. <laughs> and uh, that goes with pretty much anytime that someone's passionate about something, it's going to be a lot of fun, or it's going to be uh, a lot of, lot of head holding, which is great. A wobbly beverage. I like that. A wobbly I'm- beverage. Wobbly pops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wobbly pops. Do we have milk in bags up here too, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not a wobbly beverage, is it? Only yeah. <laughs> well, so, how you hold it, really. Yeah, that's true. You lack imagination. <laughs> so, gentlemen, what is some of the funniest or perhaps strangest things you've come across as a reviewer? And, you know, it's okay. You can say these things because it's just us talking right here. Nobody's really listening. <laughs> So I assume you mean besides you. I, uh, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you said the strangest thing I've come across besides you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. Anyway, uh, so, um, but one that actually, one listing always comes to mind when we talk about the, the, the weird. I had this one, and it was just so bizarre. It was the guy rambled on about his hands smelling like taco meat, taking batteries out of a water bottle to put in his rifle, something about his cat. Like I, I actually originally had it in front of me so I could read it, but I laugh too much every time it comes up. It's just so weird. It's like, yeah, I always remember it. Yeah, I've, those kind of stories. Like you, you always get the whole. Oh, okay. Did I just read that correctly? But my favorite, <laughs> my favorite is when now and again people provide you photographs to kind of reinforce what they've explained to you about your cash container, and sometimes it's you look at it and you think that can't be right. And so there are moments where people hide cash containers and let's, let's say they put um, uh, adult appreciated objects within those containers, um, which may not necessarily be family unfriendly, but you would not expect them in caches, although they may be battery operated. (laughs) Um, And to be fair, they're all shrink wrapped and they are intended as um, first defined prizes. But you, you, you know, it's, yeah, you, you sometimes wonder, you check, is it April 1st? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they let you know that this was a first defined prize in the cache as it was being reviewed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they wanted to make sure you knew it was a new one and it's shrink wrapped. So it's okay. Oh, well, okay then. As long as it's, you know, sanitary and, you know, Absolutely. sanitized for your protection. Yes. So, yeah. uh, wow. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And really, truly, there are times where you read things and we also can misinterpret things. And, oh, yeah. And we'll go, what? And then they'll just, oh, no, 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 sorry. Look, autocorrect kicked in. <laughs> and, you know, that, that can make a big difference too. Autocorrect kicked in. What do you normally type that they thought this is what <laughs> <Yeah>. you read? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, dear. Fun times. Well, I have to admit, this is uh, like Wits End. I am also at a remote location, and I don't have the ability to watch the chat while we're doing the show. And this is an episode I really wish I was able to see the chat because I'm going to assume that about partway through, 
there was maybe some light bulbs going on. I don't <laughs> know. I'm hoping. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And we, we pitched this idea. We came up with this idea for this episode while yeah. uh, uh, Cash Drone and Cash Shadow were with myself on a recent geocaching cruise. And we thought, this is going to be so much fun. We got to do this. So thank you guys for doing that, first yeah. of all. Not a problem. I'd love to do it. You guys are really good sports. We'll, we'll have to definitely have you back on again another time. But while we're talking about the cruise, do you have any favorite memories from that particular adventure? Yeah, you know what? I love being on, on the cruise. Um, I've never been on the boat. It's fantastic. It blew my mind. Um, and having most of the geocaching adventures already planned out by land sharks, uh, Helen and Chris, amazing people, love them dearly. Um, it just made it so fun and stress-free. And, uh, and of course, getting the webcam in Aruba was such a big goal. It was awesome. Yeah. So I've been lucky enough to go on to all of the geocaching adventures with Land Sharks cruises at this point. So I've done the Baltic. I've done Caribbean. Um, we've done the Caribbean. Uh, there's an upcoming cruise in the Mediterranean. Favorite moments? It's sitting with good friends on a cruise ship, listening to live music and the music can be amazing or it can be cringeworthy depending on that particular night or cruise ship. But as long as you enjoy it with a uh, wobbly pops and uh, with good friends, I'd say, and when you're on the geocaching cruises, it's great because there's, let's say there's 50 plus people on board. They're spread around a huge ship. You can sit down and hang out with cashers if you want to and talk about whatever or you can find a quiet place and sit down and enjoy your own time. You have those options. So I think the the best moments again is, is listen to live music and be able to just yeah. sit back and talk caching or just sit at the bar, really. So it all depends if you have a drinks package. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all good. That sounds great. I've always wanted to go on a cruise. Not sure I'll ever be able to make it, but hopefully someday. Oh. If, if do it. Just want to, do it. Oh, I want to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if cash just want to connect with you in person, uh, are you going to be at any local events anytime soon? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Every two weeks, I actually host an event where I'm trying to find a, a beer that tastes good. Um, no luck so far, but one of them was tolerable. Okay, good. <laughs> so I'll be hosting an event or two in Ontario over the next little while. Um, but I do attend events further afield. So I drop in on events in BC now and again. So um, I was married on Vancouver Island. And uh, I appreciate all beer. Uh, and the more I enjoy it, the more the review queue is tolerable. So <laughs> yeah, good to go. yeah, it was funny when I saw your geocaching name. RC seven seven seven. I've seen that on caches. Wait, he's in Ontario though. Uh -huh. I don't. Yeah, I've never cached in Ontario. I, I get around. So by the end of this year, I should have uh, find found caches in forty five countries. So I do my best to increase wow. my find count on the country map more than anything else. I haven't Ooh. found caches in forty five states. Ah, I got all the states. So that's, that's done. <laughs> I, there, I have done found forty five caches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have. You've been cashing like crazy this past week. Oh, a little bit. It's it's easy to do when I haven't done a lot because I can just go around and find all the highly favorited caches for the cash carnival. Ah. So if Geocaching HQ has another uh, promotion coming up that involves favorite points, then I'm going to be kind of out of luck. <laughs> it's almost of like they thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cool nice. Uh, so we've got a couple more uh, questions from the live chat. And I think these are a little more serious than some of the previous ones. And okay. yes, Jay. Uh, yes, uh, Land Monkey. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I outed <laughs> I you there. Outed. <laughs> um, there were several people that were guessing that this may have been recorded three days ago. Or, um, you know, this this isn't quite right. But several people said, um, uh, very well done. Uh, this Trexer said, this went on much longer than I expected. Somebody put some serious effort into it. Um, Chris Which from the Landsharks. We, we fabricate is, things for a living. Like, we will review it. <laughs> Chris from the Landsharks says, how do you keep a straight face that long? Um I'm looking at Jay. <laughs> Enough to give anybody a straight face. Um, so Keats says, uh, you know, the autocorrect is a good excuse for what, you know, what was typed and what should have been typed. Uh, but he also asked, what does it take to become a reviewer? Ah. Let me go first. Yeah. A lobotomy. <laughs> so, um, Dedication to the game, um, working with land managers, hosting events, being a positive influence. Um, yeah, just work, working hard at really promoting the, the game as a, as a good outlet, making sure that it, it still remains viable for everybody in, in as many locations as possible. Yeah, and, and it's exactly that. So when you are an ambassador for the game, um, someone will perhaps notice and come along and say, you have way too much free time in your hands and you obviously yeah. don't need sleep. Um, would you would you like to take on a volunteer role and um, have people email you with angst now and again? And you go, absolutely. Uh, but it really is, there is an article in the Help Center on the geocaching website. It's really just setting the example that you expect other people to also set themselves in the game and it'll you know bubble up to the surface and uh one day when you get a tap on the shoulder and you go from there nice yeah nice gentlemen thank you for joining us we we appreciate the fun and we appreciate the the bit more serious it wasn't much more but it was a little bit more serious we have our moment yeah. <laughs> Moment singular, right? No. No, you know what? It's been a pleasure being uh, on board, so to speak. And uh, as I said before, the two of us, we probably have more free time than, you know, shake a stick at. So you ever have time to kill and need dead air, just call us back. We'll have to be here. <laughs> Can I just say this is the first podcast I've ever been on? Oh, wow. You wouldn't know it. Wow. <laughs> I've done CBC a couple of times, so you know, yeah. is, now, I, I, now I feel like I hit the big time, so this is good. I, I, I was expecting a Monty Python joke right back, but no, no, I'm sorry, there isn't time. Norwegian blue, lovely plumage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is more like the Ministry for Silly Walks. Uh, um, yeah, I can't do that. Okay, sorry, we, I'm being hit on the head lessons in here. <laughs> We yeah, do have one more question from Keats before we leave. What's okay. the most rewarding part of being a reviewer? And is it the email full of angst? The shower of praise when we go into a no, it, it, you know, The most rewarding part is just knowing that we're, we're helping make the, uh, the game fun for everybody. Well, 
<laughs> that's presumptuous. Um, so I think that just being able to do something and to give back to a game that I've been very passionate about and different people, they cash for different reasons. And I, you know, I don't mind sharing that caching was one of those things that for a long time was uh, the rock in my life. It really made a big difference to me and I owe it. And so that's very rewarding to be able to give my time back to the game in general. But the other side is I've made great friends because of it. Like I'm doing this today because of the people I've met, uh, Colin, um, yep. Jay. Uh, and I think that that's one portion that even if you're not going out and finding a dozen caches a day or even a week or even a year, um, going to events, being social, the great thing about the game is it, it bridges all cultures, backgrounds, occupations, age ranges, whatever. Uh, and being able to assist with that, just it's making connections. It's at the adventure yeah. of the game. So that's that does it for me. I think nice. that is the perfect place to wrap up this episode. Yeah. Uh, we're really not going to be able to do anything better than that, Roy. So thank you. That's what I do. <laughs> Colin, thank you also for your time tonight. You guys have been... My pleasure, man. Happy to do it. You guys have been a hoot. Colin, we'd never have been able to guess it was your first podcast. Well done. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, he pontificates on a regular basis. It's just... I, I do. I, I actually like public speaking. I'm one of those weirdos. <laughs> yeah. And I'm shy in general, so it works. Oh, yeah. sure you Thanks, are. Guys. We appreciate the opportunity for it. It was great. It must awesome. be the jersey tonight that's brought out your... You're talking of side. I can't wait to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, while Roy heads outside to burn his Toronto Maple Leafs jersey, I want to take a moment to thank Land Sharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. That's landsharks.ca. They're at the Outdoor Adventure and Geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, British Columbia. They're open six days a week except holidays and ship online orders daily. Now, I also want to thank our faithful Denali-level supporters. That is, of course, Land Sharks, but it's also JP Geo Designs, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. Folks, if you want to know more about supporting the show, just head on down to somewhere on our website there and click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website, and then you will have your name added to the almost... Uh, almost undoable list that that we've gotten to now it's it's getting almost more than a breath i gotta, I gotta say and i was just buying myself time while i scrolled the mouse down so i could get the whole list on one page which i've now done good thing you're so full of hot air let's go for it there we go all right so thank you to Broncos fan for life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MACD, Subway Mark, Darmore, Dude Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nav Pros, Bueno, Seattle, Ackerdock, Billy Robson, Genies, Antaeus, Keats 94, Trexer 0, MC3, Cats, Kennel Barb, M Nerve, White Coaster, and Greenwood, Sege Hove, and NW Hokies. <laughs> I missed that. Say again. <laughs> <laughs> what was that middle one? Yeah. Oh, wait. Alphabetical now? <laughs> one more time. Yeah, read them backwards. Nope. <laughs> all right well we do thank all of them and if if one of them or any of you listeners would like to reach out and get in touch with us uh, offer that to our guests cash drone cash shadow is there a place that you would like people to be able to get in touch with you call us 
Now you go first, right? I don't understand the question. Basically, through my my profile page directly for Cash Shadow, and okay. um, I'm on Twitter as RCA777. Although primarily, I uh, keep the reviewer hat and the player hat very separate because uh, they don't always agree. Ah, that is very true. Yeah, um, you can find me um, through my profile page, just like Roy said about his. Um, I am on Facebook. I don't really do any reviewer stuff on there either. Under Colin David Temple. Eh, that's about it. Nice. Right. Thank you very much. And guys, not only get, go out to geocaching.com, send them a letter of thanks, and send your local reviewer a letter of thanks for all that they do. Mm-hmm. We're silly Absolutely. tonight, but this we're being honest about this. Send them a letter of thanks because you've you know taken up a lot of their free time with your silly questions. <laughs> yeah, being I, I mean, I've taken up a lot of their free time with their with my silly questions. So say thank you on my behalf. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Land Monkey, where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope, we're at LandMonkeyGC. You can follow our geocaching adventures as we travel all over the, the world, but uh, not quite as much as RCA777 travels around the world. But, you know, we can all aspire. Um, you can find us on YouTube at L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y, LandMonkey on YouTube. And uh, where else? Facebook, Team LandMonkey, and, of course, our blog, LandMonkey.blogspot.ca. What's in, my friend? Where do people find you? I would like to aspire, but mostly I just perspire. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, various places. But right there at geocaching.com and the Message Center. I'm Wits End on just about all those places. Chris? I have not yet expired. Okay. But that's Prove coming up. Uh, look for me on Twitter and Facebook at CachingNW. You can head on over to Instagram and look at Caching in the Northwest. But better yet, go on over to CachingNW.com slash host. You can read our bios and find all those links we mentioned and the few secret ones we don't tell anybody about. But most of all, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Don't forget that you can be part of the show. Call into 253-693-TFTC and leave us a comment, ask us a question, or send us creepy drone photos of our houses any time of the day or night. Of course, you can email us at feedback at cachingnw.com. Your support helps keep quality shows coming. If you like this show, click on the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website. And subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. This show is produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jay Kennedy, and Jim Paulwitz. This show is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And we ask you to stay tuned for The After Show. So, gentlemen, I don't know if we talked about The After Show while coming in here. I know it's late out there for you. It's an opportunity for us just to talk with those who are watching us live. We've got, you know, an average of 20 to 30 people that join us on a Thursday evening. And, you know, they ask all sorts of questions. Like the first question is, how are you doing on the cash carnival? Asked uh, Start Casher. Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I I think I'm past 200 points on it. Um, I'm going to probably head out and find a few more, but I'm actually going to be uh, finding a few caches probably in BC, maybe next week. 
week after. We'll see. So, uh, aha, yeah, see, good to go. So, yeah, I'll get there. So I'm, I won't call myself a souvenir hound, um, but I'm a bit of a souvenir hound. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and it, one of those things is not really, I don't mind if I don't get them. Uh, it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so that's me. What about you, Colin? Um, you know what? I've actually been kind of quiet for uh, geocaching lately. But uh, Saturday, I'm going out and probably going to do like 60 caches or whatever. So. Oh, there you go. Uh, awesome. So I got to say, for those who are keeping score at home, uh, there's an unexpected... Um, Contender? Cash yeah, Cash Carnival battle going on. I was quite surprised when uh, early, earlier in the weekend, all of a sudden, somebody went soaring past me in the Cash Carnival scores. And I went, that can't be right. <laughs> somebody else is using somebody else's account. What's going on here? As it turns out, my good friend Wits End has all of a sudden decided to start geocaching. <laughs> well, he puts I'll his mind to something. <laughs> You've been you've been getting out there a lot, buddy. You having fun? A little bit, yeah, yeah. I had a good run last weekend, and then you know, work. Um, and then work, yeah. That work thing, uh, a way of caching. But uh, it was a good run last weekend. I didn't quite catch you, but uh, came close. Well, you passed me a couple times, but I think I don't think people were expecting uh, us to be uh, getting quite as many as we got this week. So. Well, like I said, that there are so many caches near me that had were highly favored that I didn't find an extraordinary number of caches. I just found a lot of caches that had a lot of favorite points. So that well, particular promotion runs that score higher. I, I have to say I am loving having you with me up near the top, bouncing up and, and bouncing back and forth with a couple other people, but the two of us right up at the top. Yeah, uh, I, haven't, I haven't even looked at the scoreboard since Monday. I've been busy, but um, it was, it's been fun. I dragged uh, my daughter out. She got... Oh, she because okay. So here's the story with her. I said I was going. I did out my get some caches. They I said, my mom and I went for a walk and here and oh, she says, what's going on? I said, well, I'll tell you when you get home. So I pulled up the Cash Carnival page and showed her. And I said, then you can get these souvenirs. And all, all of a sudden, she stopped. She's dinner table. Goes, oh, they're pretty. I want some. My hair can wait. Let's go out tonight. <laughs> that's that's my mindset too. Yeah, they're pretty. So, yeah. <laughs> Like, right. One thing, one thing I will say though is that when we they do have the, the uh, promotions with the souvenirs, it makes me actually log log things because there are times I'll find something and like, well, yeah, I'll get around to logging it. Yeah, maybe one day. Whereas like I must get points. Well, truth truth be told, a couple of the highly favorited caches that I logged this last weekend were caches that I had previously found. I I pulled up my app, filtered for highly favorited caches, and oh, I'll go out there. And I walked up, I thought. I found this one before, yeah. but apparently I never logged it. So I, I found it again legitimately this weekend, signed the log, logged it. And so, yeah, it worked out to my benefit in this way, at least. There you go. And then he was kind enough to say, Chris, you haven't done anything. I said, well, yeah. you know, let's go out on Sunday. And yeah. so on Sunday, what did I get? 474 points. Yeah, when when wow. revisited several of the caches I had already found in so like four hours. Points. I mean, yeah. you know, there we went to an area that had you know several fifty plus favorite point caches, and yeah, it's easy to crank up the points. 
I'm going to say, were you uh, in Team Noltex and Bounce Bounce territory? Is that actually we were not? No, actually we were yeah. down south. There's a series of Paul Bunyan themed caches down south of Tacoma. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. I'll have to check those out sometime. They're mm -hmm. fun. They they were fun. They were fun. So uh, I see that uh, Land Monkey comes in at uh, 1,329 points right now. Nice job. Now, on my uh, leaderboard, uh, the leader for me is Billy Robson at 2215. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's all? That's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Guy in Texas comes in at 2108. And then Land Monkey. Bounce, bounce. Bounce, bounce. You're four points behind it. Uh, 1325. I, yeah, but I'm going to bet you Bounce Bounce hasn't even found a single cash. Those are all coming in because people are giving him favorite points. <laughs> That's, just amazing That's right. He, he's making it just on the favorite points. Uh, Wits ended. You're at a, a 1,157. Oh, yeah. I see. I'm I'm just second on my board. I'm second behind Land Monkey. So. I, I would like to point out, Wits End, that you are ahead of Rock Chalk. Oh, really? And at the end of the day, wow. really, could, you, could you say that again for me? I missed that. I, I would like yeah. to say that Wits End is ahead of Rock Chalk. Oh, I'm starting to ring to that. And at the I, end of the day, that's really all that matters yeah, is well, having I, a higher score than Rock Chalk. I don't have Rock Chalk on my, on my board here. I, am, <laughs> I do see that I'm ahead of Brylang. It's like poetry. <laughs> and uh, I went out and found a cache today, and I'm at 504. So. Nice. I, I don't remember the last time I completed all of the souvenirs of a geocaching.com. Do we call it a challenge or an event? Um, I didn't get all the planets. I didn't get all the fantastic creatures. They call it a promotion. Promotion. Yes. Thank you. Uh, what was the other one recently? Um, the mysterious creatures or whatever it was. That was not the one. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Plant. Anyway, there were a couple. Yeah, I, I have to get to an to a, an event yet to get that event. Uh, there's a sixth souvenir. Of right, Paul, right, there's a sixth souvenir going yeah. to an event. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of events, Iham wants to know who's planning to go on to the Blaine event. That's oh, the Hands Across the Border, the border event. That's going to be the 26th, I'm pulling out of my head. Uh, worst places to things out I think it's April 27th, the Saturday, in uh, Blaine, put on mm. by joint by the the BCGA and the WSGA. Yeah. Is it the 27th? That sounds late. I thought it was earlier than that. Oh, the 20th. It's the 20th. Yeah, because I can't Thank, make it. I, yeah. I won't be there. I, 420. Yeah. How could I forget that? Oh, wait. <laughs> if you live in Metro Vancouver, you never forget it. Boy, it's a new Tacoma aroma to uh, Tacoma, the aroma of Tacoma. I can't even speak. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So um, I'm I'm planning to go to that event, but my work schedule is in flux and uh, may prevent me from going. But you know, if all things fall in line, like I hope they will, I'm planning to go. Oh, it's the day before Easter. It is. Easter Eve. Okay. Easter, oh. Easter Eve. Eve. That's when the Easter bunny comes and hides eggs all around. Yeah. Why does the bunny have eggs? Yeah, these are questions you're not supposed to ask. 
Well, on that note, gentlemen, it's almost one o'clock in the morning in Ontario. So uh, I think I'm going to need to have to check out because uh, I got to be up for six. So, uh, um, just stay probably, up. You're almost there. That's right. Uh, it's it's probably good. Going all nighter. Anyway. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll yeah. stay. Yeah, probably will stay. <laughs> Who am I to deprive you of me? Yeah. He, he needs the attention more than just, I do. Just remember, whoever leaves first, we talk about them. For That's totally fine. He's used to it. Like, like you're first. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a Thank good you night. so Great much. Good yeah. night. Bye for now. See ya. Uh, Landshark says they're over 1,000 points on the Cash Carnival and have all these souvenirs except the event, and they're hosting two events coming up. Okay. Yes, they are. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And land sharks are very close to rock chalk too. So I would love to see them get a few more points and also be ahead of rock chalk. It, it may be the do. only time I'll ever be ahead of rock chalk. So I'm just going to savor it while I can. Just we'll do a screen cap right now. Well, he's not on my leaderboard. So I'll. I, I... Ah, okay. I will do one for okay. you right now. And then I'm going to send it to you both. Okay. Well, you know, I do need a new wallpaper. So. <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> in fact Bryling has said that the Fraser Cali <laughs> yes really. that too hey I got through the regular show this is the after show my no no my word I'm in, I'm in Cali right now oh <laughs> the Fraser Valley Cash Bash that's the one <sighs> starts April 19th so you need to go up north Start doing that. Come back down for the hands across the border event. And go back up and finish. And make oh, a long weekend what? of it. There's going to be some great geocaches put out for the cash bash. So we're um, very excited about that. Brylang's cat is named Callie, in case you needed to know. Oh. Would it be a calico cat by any chance? Oh. Hmm. We'll have to wait and see. I'm oh. eagerly waiting for the chat to update and... It, oh. It's not. So this is awkward now. And while you wait for that to update, yeah. I will tell you that the one of those Land Sharks events, which is on April 14th, I will be attending. So uh, if you're at the Sunset Finale event, I will be there. That, that's nice. the last Sunset ever? Um, yeah. Well, it, it really depends. Okay. <laughs> uh, I should because... probably be there then. <laughs> it's an individual kind of experience. Yeah. Oh, okay. Talking about expiring. The sunset uh, to end all sunsets. Yes, Callie the Calico. There you go. See? Yep. The full name is Calliope. That's what they play on carousels. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Callio. Calliope. Hey, folks, it's been a lot of fun, but I think we ought to follow the lead of Cash Drone and say goodnight. But you guys seem like fun. I know. <laughs> Before we say goodnight, I just want to encourage uh, Wits End, uh, check check your Twitter feed. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, should I look right now? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, anybody who follows me on Twitter, check your Twitter feed and, and give a Is like. Is that what that buzz on my phone was? I'm just going to leave this here, it says. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. Congrats, my friend. Well, well I don't know how long it'll last, but I'll enjoy it. <laughs> At, it'll last on Twitter for the rest of eternity. I can save that screenshot forever. Yeah. yeah. And oh. if I never get any more points, there's always Photoshop. Oh, no, wait. That's... <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it right.
I'm just going to Photoshop a one in front of mine and I'll pass all of you. (laughs) Folks, thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate you and we appreciate our reviewers. Until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest. Good night.